0: Today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks, Kyle Connor is the Ducks kryptonite. Is there anything they can do to stop him? And we'll also address the fallout from the Blackhawks scandal on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? Happy Tuesday to you all. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for well over a decade. And I just want to thank you all for making this your first listen of the day. And also, don't forget that this podcast is free and available wherever you get your podcast. So make sure to download it, whether you get it on Apple or Google or Odyssey or wherever you get your podcast. Or Spotify. Spotify is awesome. So definitely check out this podcast on there. You can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. Let's get right into it today. The Ducks do play the Winnipeg Jets later tonight. And this is... The third time that these two have met already. The third time. Really? Why has it been three times already? The schedule makers, for some reason, wanted to put these two teams together already. They could look entirely different in three to four months, but this is who we have right now for the Ducks and the Jets. So let's talk about the previous two games before we talk about previewing tonight's game. And even though I already recapped these games and already talked about them, I feel like we need to take a deeper dive into what happened previously, because there are some similarities between both of these games. You had the one at the Ponda, which was the season opener a couple weeks ago. Then you had the one in Winnipeg for their home opener the following week. Now they're back at the Ponda, ready to do battle once again. And one of the key common denominators on that game was Kyle Connor, who, as I mentioned in the open, he's the Ducks Kryptonite. He scored half of his goals against the Ducks. Three of his six goals have come at the hands of Anaheim in Winnipeg's five games. Right now, the Jets are 2 2 1. The Ducks are 2 3 1. The Ducks have played one more game. But let's talk about Kyle Connor for a hot second. The main reason that he's getting all these goals against the Ducks is because there's a little bit of defensive lapse every time he scores. And I'm not going to pin this on any one player for the Ducks. This is pretty much the Ducks defense as a whole. Where they've had lapses in letting guys just waltz into the zone. Or where they will not battle for a puck in the neutral zone. They've lost quite a few 50-50 pucks. Granted, they've won more 50-50 battles than they had in previous seasons. So that's an encouragement. And what I mean by 50-50 puck battles is those... Those puck battles that can go either way, for those of you that don't know. But the 50-50 battles have been better than previous seasons, but they could still work on that a little bit. The defense on the neutral zone still could have some improvement, and Kyle Connor has found a way to take advantage of those mistakes. I think that's where the Winnipeg Jets, and especially Kyle Connor strives, is capitalizing towards those mistakes i look at turnovers in the neutral zone like i mentioned i look at turnovers along the blue line there's been a couple of those or in one instance a perfect block shot that leads to an opposing goal we saw that last night or we saw that before with st louis we've seen this with other games that the ducks have played but i look at calgary calgary that happened where there was a mistake puck that led to a breakaway goal So that's kind of how Kyle Connor has done it. He did score one against the Ducks on opening night in Anaheim. And then he scored two that were unassisted and they were late goals too. One of them was an empty netter. That one kind of doesn't count. But the other one, that second goal he had during that game where the fans mistakenly threw their hats onto the ice, that one, the defense straight up got lazy you have to play a full sixty minutes. And yeah, it, it happens. Like it happens to everybody. It happens in any job, podcasters, what have you. You have those momentary lapses. And sometimes it costs you. And it I don't want to say it costs the ducks there, because they wound up losing that game five to one instead of four to one. But those momentary lapses do happen for whatever reason yes that's hockey am i saying it's an excuse not necessarily like every team does this every team does this where they have four or five minutes where they're just not going full out maybe the game is a blowout maybe it's a back-to-back maybe they're tired in the ducks case in winnipeg that was on the sort of the back end of a road trip for the ducks keep in mind this was a pretty decent road trip for the Ducks. They at least got some points out of it, for what it's worth. They at least played better on the power play. They've had they've had strides. They've had strides towards what their ultimate goal is, and that's to be a better team, but mostly to be a more fun hockey team. If nothing else, the Ducks are more fun to watch right now than they had been in the previous three seasons. Certainly the previous two seasons that I've been covering this team On the Lockdown Podcast Network, that's for sure. That's for damn sure. But the one thing that the Ducks have improved on against the Winnipeg Jets is the power play. I've mentioned this time and time again. Home opener, they were two for five on the power play. The following game against the Jets, they were one for three. So that's a combined three for eight on the power play for a 37.5% success rate. If you have a success rate of over 25%, that's considered good. If it's above 30%, that's considered, dare I use this word, elite? I'll, I'll dare to use it. As of right now, the Ducks are in the top five in power play percentage. I mentioned this with Sir Avampado. But look where the Ducks are on the power play. Let's do a quick dive. Some teams, no surprise. You have the Winnipeg Jets. Okay, they're kind of up there on power play, right? No, they're they're 11th. 26.3%. I consider that pretty good. Above 25% is considered good for a power play. Winnipeg does a good job with utilizing some of their big guns. I did mention one of them. I mentioned Kyle Connor as being one of them. You have other good forwards that do well on the power play. Uh, Wheeler does okay. Morrissey Does pretty well on the power play. And so does Pierre-Luc Dubois. So 11th on the power play is great. For Winnipeg. But when you're the Ducks. And you're 4th in the league in power play. That tells you something. 33.3%. The only teams that yield a better power play. Than the Ducks right now. Are the Flyers. The Blues. And the Oilers. Okay so the Flyers have 5 points. Like the Ducks. But the Ducks have like 2 more games. But then you look at those other two teams, the Oilers and the Blues, they have perfect records with that high of a power play percentage. So why do the Ducks, with their great power play, still have only five points in the season? Well, it's defense, obviously. Uh, Defense is still going to be the key component to this game and was kind of the reason why they've been blown out a couple of times, like I mentioned. Causing turnovers. <laughs> Turn Turnovers are going to be an Achilles heel for this Ducks team. But they're a young, young Ducks team. I've mentioned this several times. They're young. They're still learning. They're still learning to not let other teams capitalize on the power play. But fourth in the league in power play. As of right now. That's great. If they can score another goal or another two goals on the power play, I think they have a decent shot to win a game. And I'll tell you why they have a better chance to steal a game versus Winnipeg after this brief word from Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. That comes in several fantastic flavors, including Cherry barcia, Churro Puff, Coconut Puff, all kinds of fantastic flavors. They are only 130 calories, only contain 4 grams of sugar, and hey, they're packed with 17 grams of delicious protein. So if you haven't tried it for yourself... Go to built.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get a 15% discount on your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. And this show is also brought to you by RockAuto.com, which has all the parts your car will ever need. And let's say you're driving down the road, and all of a sudden your wiper starts to flap a little bit, Maybe you need some new wipers. Well, guess what? RockAuto.com has those parts for you. Maybe you're hearing a little bit of a rattling noise. Guess what? RockAuto has those parts as well. Yes, they've been family owned and operated for over two decades. And why pay full price when you could pay less than half of that on RockAuto.com? In the How Did You Hear About Us box, tell them that Locked On Ducks sent you. Once again, that is RockAuto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. So I mentioned right now, What is the one way that the Ducks can actually have great success against the Jets? And it's the power play, obviously. But here's another fun stat. So the penalty kill, the Ducks have done adequately at that. 84%. Winnipeg, not so much. Their penalty kill is the second worst in the National Hockey League. As of right now, the penalty kill is 54.5%. That's the second worst in the league. You guys are going to laugh at this one. Guess who has an even worse penalty kill? The Arizona Coyotes. 0-5-1. They've got one point. Try to guess what their penalty kill is. I'll give you about three seconds. Time's up. Their penalty kill, as of this recording, is a meager 35.7%. 35% penalty kill. The league average is about 81 and you're at a 35% penalty kill. What are you even doing on the penalty kill? You're just playing ole defense like a bullfighter. Just let them through. Let them through. That's what Arizona's doing. Hey, at least Anaheim is competent on the penalty kill. 84%. They're above average on the penalty kill. So special teams doing their thing. Power play and penalty kill. Their net power play is thirty is 30.3%. They're doing fine on special teams. But when you go up against a team that has a 54.6% penalty kill, then you'd better do your job on the power play. That's going to be the key to the Ducks' success tonight, is drawing penalties. And I'm looking at guys like the young guys, Troy Terry, Trevor Zegris, Jamie Drysdale, Use that skating ability to help draw penalties against the Winnipeg Jets. I will conjecture that if the Ducks can get, we'll say five power plays. If they can get five power plays tonight, then I will not guarantee, but I will predict that they'll score at least one power play goal. That's an easy prediction. If they get six or more, I predict they'll get two power play goals tonight. I'm going to, I'm not going to say three. I can't say three. But I think it's safe to say that they're going to score a power play goal tonight. And if they don't, I'll be very disappointed in the Ducks. I'm disappointed in you. You should have gotten a power play. Yeah, sorry. But that's what they have to do. As far as players to watch out for, obviously it's Kyle Connor. He's got half of his goals against the Ducks. He's leading the team with six goals, nine points. Then you have Nate Schmidt, who is leading the team with six assists. As far as the Ducks... I'm loving the play out of Ricard Raquel right now. He had those two impressive goals against the Minnesota Wilds over the weekend. Troy Terry, he's got six points in his games. He's got four assists. He's looking really good. But someone else that I've enjoyed watching recently has been Ryan Getzloff. I think Ryan Getzloff is going to be a leader in every category. I think he's going to get his 1,000 points. I'm going to say... December. December is when he hits that thousand mark. As far as when he'll pass Temu for most points in franchise history at 988. Right now he's 986. I think it's going to happen this week. Yeah, this week. Ducks have three games. He gets it done. And I'm going to go out on a limb until he gets it on Friday. So there you go. There's your little preview for tonight's game against the Winnipeg Jets. That game will take place at the Ponza. That is a 7 p.m. start local time. It's probably going to be Gibby and goal. It's probably going to be Hellebuck and goal. I know Comrie hasn't gotten a start yet. Hellebuck has started every game for the Winnipeg Jets, and they've made him look bad. It's not Hellebuck's fault that the penalty kill is horrible. Right now, his save percentage is 886. His goals against is 380. Okay, not bad. Gibby's sporting a 267 goals against 921 save percentage. At least Oli's gotten a couple of starts, so Gibby's not going to start every game. But I fully expect it to be Hellebuck versus Gibson tonight. And maybe the Ducks can take a 2-1 series lead against the Jets. And hey, hopefully they'll be fun to watch. Maybe we'll see all the young kids on the power play at some point. I love watching Zegers on the power play for what it's worth. He's been terrific. All right. We're going to head into the second intermission, but first let's talk about BetOnline.ag, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. And guess what, folks? It's the World Series. Braves versus the Astros. Okay. But it's also football season and basketball season. And what a thriller between the Lakers and the Grizzlies. And it's also hockey season. So if you want to check out all the futures bets, all the daily bets, then head over to betonline.ag right now and use promo code LOCKEDON to get a 50% welcome bonus. Once again, that is rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. Coming up after the intermission... We're going to talk about the goings on with the Blackhawks. And this also involves someone on the current Jets right now. We'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason JD Hernandez. And we've got some pretty alarming breaking news that dropped earlier this morning, or that was updated earlier this morning. Yes, this is primarily a Ducks podcast, but when you have news of this magnitude resonating around the National Hockey League, you have to mention it. You especially have to mention it when one of the people involved is the general manager of the team the Ducks are facing tonight. So there's some pretty big news around the NHL, and this unfortunately revolves around the sexual assault investigation for the Chicago Blackhawks. Now, this started in late June, where there was the investigation going on about the sexual assault allegations that took place within the Blackhawks. And if you guys are not aware or don't remember, um, the Blackhawks have an independent investigation into the allegations against former video coach Brad Aldrich, And this was according to a memo from CEO Danny Wirtz. Two lawsuits were filed against the Blackhawks, alleging that Aldrich sexually assaulted a former Blackhawks player and, this is more alarming, and a high school player back in 2010, back in their first Stanley Cup winning season. So going way back, this was from the memo in June, where it said, quote, We want to reiterate to you that we take the allegations described in these lawsuits very seriously. They in no way reflect this organization's culture or values, end quote. And Gary Bettman, not too pleased about this. He had a long press conference, which we will get to momentarily. So earlier today, there was some announcement as there's results of the investigation. And the results of the investigation are are pretty alarming. It looks like, you know, this may have happened. And apparently there's also a memo going around that quote from a former Blackhawks player that every guy on the team knew about the alleged abuse. When you have that kind of quote saying that every guy on the team knew about the abuse, you know it's bad. You know it's really bad. So that's kind of what happened before. And of course, Danny Wartz said, today that quote we must and will do better and on the heels of that came the I guess announcement that Stan Bowman will be stepping down as GM for the Chicago Blackhawks so Stan Bowman is out and the senior VP of hockey operations Al McIsaac is also out so both of those guys are out in the midst of these allegations going on. This is awful. But then it gets worse. So, according to the Houghton High School, where Brad Aldrich was working as a volunteer coach in 2013, there was no written or verbal reference from the Blackhawks for Aldrich's future employers. So, they were not referenced at all. And there was apparently, um, when he was working as a volunteer coach, He pled guilty to criminal sexual conduct involving a minor, but it identified no records reflecting a reference provided for Aldrich by the Blackhawks. This was back in the early part of last decade. So that's also pretty alarming. Here's the statement from Stan Bowman earlier today. And I'm just going to read the whole thing as is because here's what Bowman said. Quote, Since joining the Blackhawks in 2000, I've been extremely grateful for the opportunities presented to me and proud of our accomplishments. This organization, beginning with the Wards family, has been extraordinarily good to my family and me. That is why today, after discussions with Rocky and Danny, I have decided to step aside. The team needs to focus on its future, and my continued participation would be a distraction. I think too much of this organization to let that happen. 11 years ago, while serving in my first year as GM... I was made aware of potential inappropriate behavior by a then-video coach involving a player. I promptly reported the matter to the then-president and CEO who committed to handling the matter. I learned this year that the inappropriate behavior involved a serious allegation of sexual assault. I relied on the direction of my superior that he would take appropriate action. Looking back, now knowing he did not handle the matter promptly, I regret assuming he would do so. I'm going to stop the quote right there because he goes on to thank everybody. This is this is a tricky quote from Stan Bowman where he was made aware of this. You would have thought that they would have nipped this in the bud 11 years ago, and they did not. They let this simmer and stew. And then we had more stuff come out in the later years. So for this to finally come out in 2021, 11 years later, that is gross negligence on someone's part with the Chicago Blackhawks. And maybe part of that could go towards the Winnipeg Jets' current GM. Oh, th- this is something. And also the Florida Panthers coach. So this is back in July where they first learned of the allegations. And those statements were contradicted by their testimony in the reports. Oh boy, they're contradicting each other. So you have both the Panthers coach, Joel Quinville and the Jets' current GM, Kevin Cheveldeoff, it's pretty bad. So here's what Batman said, quote, With respect to Sheffieldayoff and Quenville, who are currently employed by NHL clubs other than the Blackhawks, I plan to arrange personal meetings in the near future with both individuals to discuss their roles in the relevant events as detailed in the report. I will reserve judgment on next steps, if any, with respect to them End quote. This is pretty alarming for the current general manager of the Winnipeg Jets because if there are allegations and if there are statements that are contradicted, then maybe, maybe those guys should step down from their roles as well. Because this is just going to cause a distraction for the Florida Panthers, who by the way have a perfect record right now, and the Winnipeg Jets, who are kind of in the midst of their troubling record right now. Did he blatantly did he blatantly lie? I'm not going to say whether he blatantly not lied or not. I'm not going to say that. Should they both be unemployed immediately? I'm going to err on the side of caution. I mean, I want to say yes, they should be unemployed immediately. They should resign from their jobs, both of them. So I know there's going to be some media attention to the Jets' GM tonight. And that is kind of going to overshadow a little bit of tonight's game between the Jets and the Ducks. But this is such a big story that it's it's worth mentioning. It has to be worth mentioning because this is a big story in the National Hockey League. Not a good one, but something that we're going to be keeping an eye on just around the league for the time being. But, oh boy, this this is really bad. I feel bad for all the hockey fans. I feel bad for the Blackhawks fans. Um, they're really going through it right now. The Blackhawks obviously have a losing record. But that doesn't really matter. What matters is what happened 11 years ago. Was kind of swept under the rug. And this needs to be righted. This absolutely needs to be righted. And current, and by the way. Uh, Kevin Shovel Dayoff. Is currently in Anaheim. He's in California for the Jets trip. And this is the news that broke. That dayoff appear to have lied about his knowledge regarding Brad Aldrich, and unfortunately, head coach Paul Maurice for the Winnipeg Jets, he had to address it as well. So it's it's really sad that this story is kind of taking precedence. And you know what the heck is going on in Winnipeg right now? But that's that's what's going on right now. So you know, just before you. Say, oh, fire him immediately. You know, let's get all the facts straight. Let's see what happens in the coming weeks. So, okay, that's what's going on there. But, man, Paul Paul Maurice, you know, he's kind of in the hot seat for multiple reasons. And this is one of them. I mean, the cold start doesn't help Paul Maurice either. But now you have Paul Maurice who has to address that right now. He has to address what's going on with the former GM after tonight's game you know that's what reporters are going to talk about you know already so there you go that is the big story of today's news oh by the way this quote also from Paul Maurice's behind the scenes humanity (laughs) this is kind of a weird quote you can't just add water and have trust what the heck is that What's what's what does that accomplish? <sighs> All right, that's going to do it for today's podcast. I know that last story kind of overshadowed what's going on tonight, but it is worth mentioning because Civil Day Off is here in Southern California on this trip. Paul Maurice, he's the head coach. He's also going to have some words to say. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, Thank you all for listening to this podcast. Thank you all for sticking through it. It is greatly appreciated. And thanks for making this your first listen of the day. A reminder that this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Odyssey, Spotify, Apple, Google, all that stuff. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD or follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. Don't forget, once again, game tonight between the Winnipeg Jets and the Anaheim Ducks back at the Ponda tonight. That is a 7 o'clock game. Don't miss it. Thank you all so much for listening. It is greatly appreciated that you all listen. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Enjoy the hockey tonight. Please continue to be kind to one another. Be safe out there and ducks fly together.